step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, well, welcome inside to Kimmy Real with Alexander Garrett. And, uh, you know, today's Saturday. It's a bye week for Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And if you are an Irish fan, kudos to you. What a win last week against the USC Trojans, 30-27. to And a man I know covered it, Len Clark from Fan Media Network and elsewhere, is on the line with me now. Len, thanks for joining me. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about that game first of all. You know, they got up pretty early and then things started to unravel, but they held on just in time. Well, a win is a win, especially against a rival like USC and Notre Dame escaped, you might say, with the victory. But anytime the two teams get together, regardless of the record, throw that out because they're going to play their best football. But uh, it was a game that came down to special teams and Notre Dame field goal kicker Jonathan Doerr with three field goals in the game proved to be the difference. And so Notre Dame wins their third straight over the Trojans and move to 5-1 and one on the year, rated eighth in the country. They have another bye week, Alex, going into uh, this weekend, and then they'll take on Michigan. Currently ranked 16th, but they've got a top-10 battle this Saturday, or today is when you're doing the show, when they take on the Nittany Lions of Penn State in Happy Valley. Well, there are two big games coming up. I think the first one is obviously against Michigan, who might be 6-1 and one after Saturday. But, yeah, that's going to be a hotly contested matchup in Ann Arbor. Well, it's a tough place to play. Notre Dame has not fared well the last two times, three times actually going up to Michigan Stadium. And at the big house, anything can happen in Michigan with a pretty good record. But Army nearly upset them in the opening game of the football season for the Wolverines. But uh, this is a game that many people have penciled in. Uh, the distance, the rivalry, uh, a lot of bad blood between the two teams over the past couple of years. Uh, Notre Dame, the last time they played Michigan at Notre Dame Stadium, shut them out. And so this is a game that I know Jim Harbaugh needs to win. It might have a, an impact on his job, you might say. Absolutely. Now, I'm talking with Len Clark. And by the way, if you if you could tell his passion for Notre Dame football, he's actually got the Notre Dame football Heritage Project, which is on MySportsHeritage.com. Hey, Len, uh, talk to us about that for a little bit. Well, thank you for bringing that up. The Notre Dame Football Heritage Project is a project that was born back in 2015 in a class that I was teaching at Notre Dame, and it was based on a project that was done in the country of Ireland where individuals of Irish ancestry could do a little genealogy and then receive a certificate with, uh, with the, the family heritage on there. And so we took that back to Notre Dame and our goal is to commemorate an individual's first Notre Dame game with a certificate. We've got 11 different ones, but a portion of the proceeds are going to the Arapar Medical Fund, 
in addition to a fund established to help Notre Dame journalism students get over to Dublin next year, where Notre Dame and Navy will kick off the 2020 football season. And by the way, Len, that, that sounds really awesome. And would you say Newt Rockney helped you get into the heritage of Notre Dame, or what got you into this project? Well, I grew up about an hour outside of uh, Notre Dame, and I had a cousin that played Division One football, and his choices came down to choose either Notre Dame or the University of Missouri, and he went to the University of Missouri, and back then I was able to meet Coach Eric Parsegian. And uh, Coach Parsegian had a big impact on my life, not only as a football player, but as a person. And just the way that he commanded his football teams and his leadership abilities really drew me to the university. I was very fortunate to go to school there as well, in addition to teaching a class on occasion. And so it's a part of my DNA and uh, very fortunate to cover Notre Dame for a variety of media outlets. And it's uh, something that gets into your blood. And I hope uh, I could be able to do this for many, many years to come. Now, you talk about many media outlets. I know you through Fan Media Network. You do great coverage there. And I didn't know this about you, Len, but you are the known as Indiana's first mobile journalist, so Fan Media fits right in with your, your repertoire. Well, I come from a radio background, and I had to reinvent myself. A majority of my career was spent in the educational arena in addition to covering sports. And when the iPhone came out, I adapted it, and I knew that radio was having its challenges, and so I reinvented myself and really adapted to mobile journalism using the first iteration of the the iPhone and went on to consult a Canadian company that was an early adopter of mobile media journalism technology, and I started using emerging media technology to cover Notre Dame, and so we go back to 2007, 2008, and so I've been doing it for about 12 years, and Every year, we try to introduce the latest innovation in technology, and so we've experimented with uh, virtual reality, 360, uh, the mobile technology with the phone. So anytime some new technology comes along, we try to incorporate it in, in terms of coverage of Notre Dame athletics because we know that we'll get a big audience, and we'll be able to give some good feedback to the developers of this technology on how it might be adapted in the future by the consumers. And that's what it is. I love what fan media is doing. They're, they're giving us the perspective, not so much a, a guy with suit and tie, but anybody could pull up the phone if they get a plot, you know, allowed to on fan media, if they get, uh, um, I guess, approved to do this. And I think that's such a different take than what we normally see on our TV screens. It is. It's a little bit different. But what you really do is, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, is really tap into the passion. People are covering it. Not only is it not as job, but they're covering it because that is part of their life, and this is something that they get up in the morning and really think about. And so if you can translate that passion into one's work, then it's going to be reflected. And I think that's the big difference when you watch sports on television. You'll see you know, an individual who's doing a great job, professional job, of reporting the news, but they need to be objective, and you really can't be a homer. But with fan media, because you are identifying with the team, that you can – have a little latitude to, you know, be more of a homer to tell the story. And, you know, it's funny to say about homers. I don't think any of us like uh, sometimes when our home fan, a home radio guy or home TV guy is a homer, but now I guess it's okay to be a homer on fan media. Well, it really comes down to the audience. And so if there are individuals who are looking for that passion by an individual, then they have the opportunity to choose to fan media to get their content. Otherwise, they can get it the, the same way that we've been getting it for many years over traditional media waves airwaves, newspaper, or television. 
You know, Len, I was just just thinking because you do Irish 101 and Irish Illustrated. Let's not let's not count out the basketball team. So I'm sure your range doesn't just involve football. Am I correct? Well, with Irish Illustrated, I consult with them, and the two big sports that we cover are men's football and men's basketball. And uh, actually, at Notre Dame, the women are more successful over the past couple of years. Even though Mike Bray has taken his team to the Sweet 16 a couple of times over the past couple of years, but in terms of attendance, uh, the women's team uh, is probably getting better numbers because they've really tapped into the community. It's an older fan base, and they have a lot of giveaways and corporate sponsorship, and it's more of an event than just showing up to cover a basketball game, while the men's basketball games are your traditional, where they do a good job of entertainment. But the men are there to win a game where the women are winning, but still they're providing an entertainment aspect to it. So we're very excited about that. But uh, one thing I would really like to talk about is the coverage that I do, that we actually do a a radio show in Dublin, Ireland on Sundays as a Notre Dame report with Dublin City FM. We just got some sponsorship from Indiana Dunes Tourism, which is the newest national park in the national park system. And so we're really excited about helping develop a international fan base. Notre Dame has always had a national fan base with their presence in Dublin and Rome and around Europe. But now uh, Notre Dame really is the first college that has a, a weekly show uh, in Europe to promote college football. And we're really excited that ESPN game day is going to be there to open up the 2020 season as well. But we were there first with Dublin city FM. Well, how about that? Len Clark, I hope you're over there and you know, college game day is going over there next year for this very game. Well, I do get over there a lot. I do consult some media companies over there. As a matter of fact, I'm here with a friend of mine in Ireland who has come over to visit me during the bye week And so it's, uh, Kind of a great time to have the bye week. We really needed a break. Too much excitement with Notre Dame football, but we're going to recharge our batteries and then gear up next week against Michigan. And let's hope Notre Dame can run the table. But, Alex, one thing that's great is that the schedule is actually working out in Notre Dame's favor. They're on the road against Michigan, but after that, they've only got two more road games. One on the road at Duke, and then they finished the season on the road at Stanford. Not like last year, where they were playing in Yankee Stadium, and then the next week heading back to Los Angeles, and then they were in Chicago. They were all over the place, and the team was tired, and it showed when when, when they went down to Dallas to play in the college football semifinal. Uh, so the college get, sorry about that uh, schedule final. That this year is really helping them this year. And so if Notre Dame can run the table and hope some teams above them will lose, let's see if they can get in the side door to get back into the college football playoff. Uh, Len, you know, it, it's interesting. I was a fan of Wimbush. I like Ian Book now, but I still feel like Book has a little work to do this season. Well, last year, Book was not really scouted. He he did start in the fourth game against Wake Forest, but now teams have prepared for them. Him, They see him on tape, and they can look at his tendencies. And you really have to credit that, I don't want to say Book has struggled, but he has been met with a little bit more resistance than he has than he did last year but uh, credit his offensive line they haven't a lot of I think they had one sack last weekend but they've really done a good job of protecting him which has allowed him to make plays but he's still a quarterback that's learning he's only started maybe 13 games in his career and so he's still learning as a quarterback but Notre Dame is very fortunate to have him leading the team this year I would say so and of course after losing to UGA, a little, everybody was a bit worried, but then they come back against Bowling Green, and then last week they had that solid win. 
Well, at the beginning of the season, if I had to take on you know on my hat and uh, make a prediction, we were really expecting Notre Dame to be nine and three. Uh, we knew that Georgia was probably going to be a loss, but they exceeded our expectations. They played a lot better than most people thought, and they had a chance to win that game. But it's the story of the year has been the defense. This was a year that Notre Dame thought offense was going to be the main strength, but it hasn't been. It has been the defense that has kept them in ball games and has, well, with uh, against Bowling Green, you know, tied a record six sacks, you know, the most since the mid-'90s and the most in the Brian Kelly era. So Clark Lee has done a great job with the defense, and defense wins ball games. And now when the special teams are performing – and the, and the offense can at least run the ball and pass the ball well, then you have a chance to win some games. But Notre Dame was injured early on. You know, Cole Komet did not uh, start a game until the Georgia game, and he exceeded everybody's expectations coming back from that injury. And Tony Jones Jr. is running the ball effectively. If they can get Jafar Armstrong back in and have a double threat in the running back position, uh, things might start favoring Notre Dame, but still a lot of football left to be played. And as I said, that schedule really favors Notre Dame, but you need to get by Michigan first. Uh, two more questions. First of all, take us inside. If, if we haven't been to a Notre Dame football game, what's that like on game day? And what's it been like growing up watching this game day year after year? Well, it's changed so much over the years, but Notre Dame is not just a football Saturday. It's a football weekend. And I'll, I'll just relay a story. As I said, I don't take it for granted. But what really hit me a few years ago is I have a friend on the Wake Forest Radio Network, and it was the first time that they had played at Notre Dame, and he asked me to come over to help set up the equipment. Notre Dame allows fans to come down the tunnel on on Fridays before the game. And we went to set up the equipment, and we were walking back out through the tunnel, and I saw an individual who had to be well into his 90s, and he looked distressed. And I told my friend, can you wait a minute? And I went up to this individual, and I said, sir, do you need any help? And he looked at me with tears in his eyes, and he said, I've waited my whole life to come here. And that really hit me like a ton of bricks because I walk by that tunnel every day. I go to that tunnel every home game. But now whenever I go through that tunnel, I think of that individual and how, how the place has really affected the fan base around the country and how this is a destination spot and how many people have this on their bucket list. And as I said, I don't take it for granted. I'm grounded as I go through there, and it just reminds me how lucky I am to be doing what I do. Uh, and we are very lucky to have you today here. And, and yeah, I kind of want to make a trip up there to Notre Dame, and I'm I'm hoping to get there one day. It is a bucket list item. I can say that my first football game was actually 1972 against Missouri. It was the recruiting. Uh, it was after the recruiting that my cousin, he went to Missouri and was playing there, and I went to there uh, that game, which Notre Dame lost, by the way, in the last minute. So uh, my first game was a loss. But – my experience of college football has always been based on Notre Dame. So when we go to an away game, it, it, it has a different feel. Like Georgia was an exciting atmosphere, but it wasn't Notre Dame. And my preference is the tradition. I, I'm really not into the video boards and the lights, but I said Georgia really did it upright. College football has changed so much. Notre Dame has changed so much with the introduction of the video board and uh, artificial turf. But that's just the future of college football. But um, I feel like uh, an analog broadcaster who has been moved into the digital age as a fan. I, I followed Notre Dame when it was analog, and now we're in a digital age, and I'm very fortunate to be able to cover them in this uh, digital society. By the way, fa- folks, you can listen or find Len at uh, Fan Media Network. That's how we connected up. Where else can we find you on the media spectrum? 
Well, we do contribute to irishillustrated.com. Irish 101 is a report that we do on social media in addition to the smart speaker. And so I would say the easiest way to find us is on social media. You can go to Irish 101 on Facebook and we're shared out to many different places or to go to irishillustrated.com. And if you're actually listening in Dublin, Ireland, you can catch us on Sundays on Dublin City FM at 5.30 p.m. Dublin time. And uh, I'm sure you got a lot of diehard Irish fans over there, literally the fighting Irish fans over there. Well, we've got one just sitting in the, the, the room next to me, or she's right over there right now. Is uh, She's been to a couple of Notre Dame games, and that's her first experience of college football. But uh, there is a growing uh, fan base in Europe, more so NFL, but now with the college game being played in more arenas. And it was announced that the Erlingus Classic in 2021 will feature Illinois and Nebraska. So, a lot of uh, different college teams having the chance to play internationally, and uh, that will only help the brand. And um, we would hate to say more Irish fans might become Illinois fans, but you never can tell. But it's always exciting when you have a chance to not only represent your school or your media organization in the city that you're familiar with, and I'm really looking forward to going back over there in 2020. So, and one other thing about Notre Dame football that I'm curious to know, because you follow this inside and out talk with len clark he actually grew up an hour away from south bend from notre dame uh coaching wise i mean brian kelly has changed the culture and just changed the mentality into a winning one over there more so than in the past well when you take a look at notre dame uh the coaches in the past they started out great and then they kind of tailed off you know uh brian kelly's been there for 10 years he took over for charlie weiss who took over for tyrone willingham who took over for bob davy who took over for lou holtz who took over for jerry faust who took over for dan devine and you know when i was growing up it was Eric parsegan so air will always be the standard of notre dame coaching and uh what my reference point is but it's a different age and brian kelly is coaching in a different era with different types of players and it's always, uh, as I said, I prefer the, the older football, but that's almost 50 years ago. But, uh, you know, I've adapted to it, and, and this is what it is. It's, the traditions have changed, but new traditions are being born. And that's just the great thing about the college football or Notre Dame in general is that uh, it's always going to evolve, and that's what you need to do to help market the program. But, uh, you know, Notre Dame started off as a – Catholic school that was beating army back in the early days and became known uh, by many people out there who were Catholic and were rooting to a school where they didn't even know it was from. And uh, that's what really endeared it to them. But I, I think what really gives me pleasure is to talk with individuals who have gone to their first game, who come from all parts of the world. And I just asked them that question, what was the experience like for you? Because mine was so long ago. It's so different than when you hear the, the answers that they give, it just makes you feel that, you know, you are special to be doing something that you love to do uh, around probably the most well-known program in college football. Uh, one of the most pristine ever in Notre Dame, in college football. And by the way, I did get to a Notre Dame game, but I was at Yankee Stadium 2010 against Army. And I was so excited to get to that game. And uh, Irish looked great uh, back then. Yeah, I remember that game, but uh, you know when you talk about rivalries, Reese, I as believe. much as I like the as much as I like the USC series, my favorite game is against Navy. Now, Navy has had some success in the past couple of years against Notre Dame, but for a while there, they won every game since 1963 up until I think 2007 or so. But uh, the the pageantry, you know, that the individuals on Navy are going to go pro for their country as opposed to going into professional sports. 
But I just look at what Navy and Notre Dame represent. If it wasn't for the Naval Academy, Notre Dame would shut its doors back in the in the 40s during World War II. And so Father Hesburgh said, as long as Navy wants to play us, we will keep them on the schedule. And I know there's a lot of talk that Notre Dame needs to join a conference. But if Notre Dame ever has to join a conference, I wish that they would form a conference with the uh, the service academies in Notre Dame where we could always play games with teams that bring a little bit more tradition and pageantry and it is the, the the teams like Army, Navy, and Air Force. Well, we are, uh, I, I kind of like the independent nature of Notre Dame, but I get where you're coming from with that. Hey, Len Clark, thanks for joining us today. And we'll definitely continue this conversation, maybe a Michigan game recap if you'd like. Sure, just give me a call. And as we say in South Bend, go Irish. Go Irish. I'm Alexander Garrett this Saturday. I know you guys might miss the Irish today, but you don't have to because Len Clark is here breaking it down for you. Irish Illustrated, Irish 101. Thanks again, Len.